All right, and welcome to the Commish Corners podcast series. I'm your commissioner, Jonathan Ernie. Look, I know my, many of my fans are disappointed that I am not going to make the playoffs. Um, it was it was tough. It was tough at home this weekend. Uh, had a tough uh, Monday night. Really thought Coleman could pull it uh, pull it out for me, but uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, unfortunately. So. You know, uh, look, I got to say I improved from the draft. Um, I put up quite an effort throughout the regular season. And, you know, 2020 is weird. You know, Thomas in the playoffs, COVID, everything like that. So um, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to uh, to make to make the most out of the consolation uh, bracket. So, we've got a great pod for you. Uh, Mosier and Craig are here. A uh, little uh, Grinstead Ash Street reunion. So, uh, we'll hear from them after a word from our sponsor. Want to take a second and talk to you about JC Penny. Hey, everything you need this season in one place. It's that easy only at JCPenney. They have gifts for under $20, under $30, under $50, under $100. The best place for all the gifts, all in one place. Uh, you can give gift cards, gift Mary, gift cards that spark joy all season long. Earn an extra $10 off uh, coupon every time you spend $50 or more in the store. That promotion lasts through the 19th of December. So what are you waiting for? Head to JCPenney this holiday season. It's that easy. Only at JCPenney. All right. I'm here with Craig and Mosier. Hey, guys. We got a little reunion. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Sorry. For those that don't know, we used to live together. So I think I should preface that. But uh, it's great to, uh, great to have you guys on the pod. Thanks, John. Mosher, uh, I see you limped your way into the playoffs. Um, so congrats. Thank you for taking my, my place, you know. I just like that uh, Jason was the one who pushed Dan out of the playoffs. That was just made it a little bit better for me. Yeah, Jason's uh, sneakily uh, knocked – he kind of knocked Pat out the week prior, and he knocked uh, Dan out, you know, last week. So that's uh, two big wins for him. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. Um, guys, let's, let's start with what everybody wants, which are some, some good hypotheticals. That sounds good. You guys got any? I do. <clears throat> I have some hypotheticals. Um, I want to throw out, what are your guys' thoughts on doing who would you rather quarantine with for two weeks? And I'll okay. give you matchups. I'm good with that. Mosh, you good? That'll work. All right. I'm going to start off with, uh, we'll go with, the, we'll start off with the bourbon elitist. How does that sound? We got Matt Phillips versus Pat Higgins. Who would you rather quarantine with for two weeks? Bosh, I'm going to let you start. So I think uh, it's not just who you're quarantining with, but the extended cast of characters. 
Um, and so you've got to weigh two cats versus two kids. Um, so I think I'd go with Matt. Uh, the cats are a little bit easier to handle, I think, than uh, two kids. So I'll pick Matt. Uh, I'm going to take Pat. I don't – it has nothing to do with uh, the cats or kids. And it really has nothing to do – I like both the people. I'm not just saying that. But I, I think I'd rather uh, – I think I'd rather quarantine with Pat. Nothing against Matt. That's all I have to say. I'm still, I'm kind of thinking about like living styles with this, and every time I've ever been to Matt's, everything is like in place. It's really nicely decorated. He has it. It, it everything is just really nice, and it's clean, and it's in its place. And so I'm wondering if I could if that's the way I have to live for two weeks or, or has like Arden, I think has a little bit of a different style. And so I'm thinking, could I, am I closer to Arden and could I, could I maybe now live in the, in that world? I, I don't know about the cats. The cats is a little bit like I, I've never lived in a cat house. So, it's not so Craig, you're taking, you're going to take two, Two dogs over two cats. <laughs> I haven't even thought that far. I was thinking about the two kids. I was thinking about what I think Pat would Pat and Jen would be like for a 14-day period. Even I mean even in a baby zone here. Um Chief, think of their anxiety over two weeks of Chief. You get to sleep with you. You know, it would be so – no, I'm going to take it back. It would be elite for two weeks. I think Matt would elite it up for me for, like, two weeks, <laughs> and we would get elite carryout, and it would be awesome. We would drink awesome bourbon. There would be no kids. I'd get used to the cats. I'm going Matt. Okay. Wow. Uh, you got any more? I like this. Yep. Next one up. Uh, this is a juicy one. Thomas or Jason? Uh. I'll get things started. I've been on many trips. When I say many, I mean two to three. So I'm going to take back the word many. Let's go back to two to three. I've been on two to three trips with, with Thomas, and it's a lot of fun. But is it 14 days? No. Jason, I don't think I've ever spent more than a day with him. And while it's always a good time, you know, a day – a day might be enough. This one, this one's almost a tie for me. Uh, I would struggle. I'll, I want to hear what you guys think, but Jason and Thomas, 14 days, it's like a tie. John, what's Jason's living situation these days? Uh, so is he homeless a, still or is no, he no, no, at no, a home? No, he's got, a, he's got an apartment. He's uh, living in Nashville. He actually has a really uh, – he lives in East Nashville, which is a really sweet area. So um, – but like that doesn't matter if you can't do anything. Um, but I don't like. I say this as a hair a hairy person, but Thomas has much more hair than I do. I just feel like there'd be like it'd be like having another dog. There would just be hair everywhere, and I don't. I, I, but I'm I'm just really struggling. I I don't know who I would pick on this one. Uh, can can this be a tie? Is that okay? I don't know, Moe. What do you think? Well. I guess with Jason, it being awfully quiet two weeks because he doesn't speak very loud, but Thomas being awfully loud two weeks because he does speak very loud, 
so it's kind of the the opposite evils there um there's no real like middle ground with either one of them um yeah, but, you know, Jason's living the bachelor life and Thomas is living with somebody who's pregnant and we we all know how that goes. John knows how that's going. That's a lot of fun. It's tough. Yeah. I I don't know. These are I, I'm good with the tie here. If everyone's good with the tie. Let's make this yeah, a tie. They're, they're about the same. Okay. All right. Next up, Listerine Challenge. A little history here. Mike versus Bryant. Oh man. This one uh, was easy. I think this one's really easy. I'm taking Bryant. Hey, I'm taking Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, Bryant. I would Bryant and I would watch Gilmore Girls for two weeks. We would have the time of our lives. We would it would be fun. It it would be awesome. Mike's got three kids. It it would just be chaos. Bryant, it would be like a vacation. It'd be great. You could do CrossFit, Bryant's garage. You know, you could. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian and I could practice. You know, working on our pong games. You guys know about my gambling addiction. You, I mean, if if I live with Mike, I would, I would be in trouble. Very true. All right, I got. I only got one more matchup because I left us out of this. Um, it's a three-way between Dan. Money, Matt, and Coleman. Uh, okay, so I don't know. So here's the thing. Each one of these people have a lot of perks like going for them. Like, like I've lived with Dan before. It's a lot of fun. He's entertaining, but he also will just kind of be on his own. He won't really bother you all the time. So that's good. Uh, Coleman, I think Coleman has a really great sense of humor. He's enjoyable to talk to. You can do that all day long. And then Money Matt, I, I feel like I learned so much from Money Matt. Uh, the last time we had a conversation, we just talked about music. We talked about SoundCloud. We talked about all this music he's working on, things like that. I think it's fascinating. So uh, I'm really struggling. So I need a second to think about this while you guys go over it. I, don't, I have no idea, honestly. I, I think I'll go with Money Matt just because I don't know what to expect there. Um... With Coleman, I think I feel like I couldn't touch anything in his house. Um, and Dan, Dan would be fun, but I just think not knowing Money Matt enough and what it'd be like living with him and Emily, I think that'd be the the one I'd pick. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot we're adding families in this. Uh, I changed, yeah, my, back, I changed my mind. Yeah, I changed my mind too. Okay, so. I, I totally had a decision made up, and now I don't. So Coleman got a German Shepherd. He was my pick, but he has a German Shepherd in his house. And I'm not going there. Uh, so I take back everything because I was thinking about Coleman, like, in the glory days off Gardner. Um, I was thinking like that. Um, so he was my pick. But if there's a German Shepherd in the house, uh, you know, those dogs are – you know, if if I can just get in and the German Shepherd loves me, then that's a whole thing. But he makes it out like as if the German Shepherd will rip your arm off. Um, so I'm going to get rid of Coleman now. Money Matt is like, a, he's a real like clean freak and he likes things. The He has this routine that he doesn't break them. And he, he's very, um, 
He wants things in the right place. I don't know if we can do two straight weeks. I think I'm going to pick Dan. I'm going to pick Dan, too. Um, I'm a little worried because uh, Dan, Dan's got a small apartment. With, but that, that's my only concern is, like, I would, you know, he uses, like, one dish to make all of his meals, which is a plate for the microwave. So I feel like I would – I feel like I would be the messy one, which is okay. I would just, you know, clean myself up and things like that. And I think you'd like that because you use every dish to make meals. <laughs> so it'd be like. <laughs> That's true. I'd do that. It's fine. I just, I pretend I'm in a kitchen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going down. Okay. That's all I had for hypotheticals. Do you get, do you have any? Uh, you mean like. Like other hypotheticals, like who would you do and things like that? Well, I, I mean, anything. I was just, those are the only hypotheticals I had was all I was trying to say. I mean, would you rather have, would you rather have sex with Megan Fox with a penis or Tom Hiddleston with a vagina? Tom I Hiddleston would... or Tom Holland? Tom Hiddleston, the Hiddleston? guy, the, the Loki, Loki guy. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. He's not. I'm not into his beauty at all. I would take Megan Fox with a dick, and we'd 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 figure it out. You don't think Tom Hiddleston's a beautiful man? No. No, I'm not into. Maybe he. Maybe I'm just thinking about. I have like an image of him, and it's. I'm not into it, but maybe he looks different. I don't. Is know. that image of him bent over, or is it like standing up? <laughs> No, I have this image of him being like like ghost white, black hair. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's better looking than what I'm picturing right now. But I think I'm gonna just take Megan Fox with the dick. I guess. I guess my thoughts are, I can think about my bedroom, right? And there's the moonlight is usually shining in, right? And let's say either one of them walks in the room, in the moon moonlit, you know, bedroom. I just feel like I'm gonna see a penis, right? And it's gonna throw me off. So I'm gonna take Tom Hilson, you know, I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever thought about the moonlight in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're, you're like, your description of this whole thing isn't, I'm thinking about Megan Fox in my bedroom versus a man in my bedroom. No, I'm saying like, I'm in bed. That's the, I guess I'm just playing this out like I'm at, you know, traditional scenario where I'm in bed, you know, kind of waiting for the getting on to happen. What if she yeah. just belt tucks it? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Megan Fox and I could figure something out. I feel like. And the rest of the league is going to answer this and it's, uh, it's going to be up for debate. As are all the other quarantine scenarios, I think as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> I hope somebody breaks the tie between Jason and Thomas. Yeah, that's I don't I don't know if anyone. It's a new. Uh, that should be a new league poll, and we see where that ends up. Oh, that could yeah. be that'd be good. Yeah, I'll put a third option for tie. See what happens. Uh, let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about some league news, guys. So, really, the biggest news going on. I, I want to say it's Thomas's win of the regular season, but it's really Mike's collapse because Mike had a historic run going and then he blew it in the final weeks. Um, you know, he's got 
the new team name now. Seems like he doesn't really care. Um, here's his point totals since week nine. 83, 86, 90, 96, 69, 84. Hasn't scored over 100 points since then. And then we have Thomas on the other end. Uh, he's, you know, clearly risen for the, through this time. Uh, his point totals in that same amount of time, 108, 117, 93, 134, 84, 121. He would have beaten Mike every single week, which is crazy. I, I, I actually don't think the bigger story is the Mike Bobs. I think the bigger story is Thomas. Like, he had a good team all year. I, I think that him winning the league and his ascension is is bigger than Mike's collapse personally. He started zero and three, I think, right? He might have. I think the biggest news is that Thomas should have made that one hundred fifty dollars bet about six weeks ago and double or nothing. <laughs> I think he could have like a thousand dollars at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think Thomas winning the league is. Uh, it's very 2020. It's good for Thomas. <laughs> he, drafted a great, he drafted a great team. He hasn't done much to change the team, but he didn't have to. It wasn't like he needed to do anything. And congrats to him. Yeah, John, I haven't looked at this. I don't know if you can even look at this easily or not, but I was curious, uh, out of teams, who has, like, the highest percentage of drafted their team and they're still on their team? Like oh God. obviously, ben, obviously benches are like pretty much just trashed at that point. But I'm right. sure a lot of people have probably maybe five or six people in their starting lineup that they drafted. I just wonder if there's anybody that had eight or nine or you know even more that they just drafted and didn't move anything. And they, well, there's probably some people that like Matt Phillips who did that and are dead last. But there, I, I was just wondering if there's any really good draft where people held on their teams and it makes stupid moves like Craig drop and Josh Allen. I think Bryant probably has the most. Um, she has Chubb, Gordon, Metcalf, Kelsey, Dobbins, Cobb, Cup. I think those are all draft picks. Yeah, uh, it's pro honestly probably Thomas and Bryant. Yeah, maybe Money Matt too, but I think he's, maybe. Made, he's made a couple of moves. Well, Coleman – Probably, even if we drop Fournette and then pick Fournette back up for a high price, <laughs> that 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 retention has to count. No, we haven't talked about Dan's team in a while. I feel like we really need to dig into how how Dan's team just was not a good draft strategy, or maybe proved out as not a good draft strategy. He had, I mean, like I'm not trying to be a Dan defender in this sense, but he had a ridiculous amount of injuries, like. I don't know. Mixon, like, Mixon was a top six running back last year. McCaffrey was a top three running back last year. So him losing those two really affected his overall performance. He still is competitive every week, and the rest of his team isn't that great. So besides Jones and uh, Rodgers, so I don't know. I actually – I'm not opposed to drafting, like, Dan next year because if the league is going to be this insane about running backs where if you even try to mention a top running back in a trade it's like you're offending the other person that maybe you just spend 
$150 on running backs, even if that's four $40 guys or whatever, or you're just getting two top guys. Um, and then the value seems to kind of fall out in, in the wide receiver category where you can scoop up guys for cheap. I think that like he didn't do it exactly right, but I don't think that he was wrong to do it. If those guys have stayed healthy, I mean, he, he might be in the playoffs and we would be saying different things. Yeah. I mean, he's one bad loss against Jason from being in the playoffs right now and yep. playing, playing Thomas and probably being competitive against Thomas. So I don't know. I, I'm with you on the draft strategy. I, I still think that there's, it's just, it, the ball is just spread out amongst wide receivers, I feel like. And there's no – besides Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, right? What do you mean? Or, uh, I mean, Devontae, oh, Devontae Adams. Adams. Sorry, Devontae yeah. Adams. Yeah, besides him, it's like kind of a crapshoot for a wide receiver. So, Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't – I think Dan will not do this next year. No, Dan will absolutely do this next year. <laughs> Like, he will 100% do this next year. He will do this till he wins. I think he's got to pick someone that's a, a top-tier wide receiver, though. He doesn't care for that. Well, there's... You ever tried to make a trade for him and you mention a top-tier wide receiver? So, here's my thing. Are we going to go back to next year where we have three wide receivers again? I don't know. I think we should. Let's ask the commissioner. Well, I, I think we should. The only reason we cut it is because of COVID and, like, the injury bug and, and COVID and all these things like that. So, ideally, realistically, we'll probably go back to that three wide receiver set. I don't think he can afford not to do that. That's my thought uh, for what it's worth. Uh, Mo Mosier, my, my second thing is I just wanted to give you 90 seconds to talk about how you snuck in the playoffs and your thoughts. So this is the recipe for you to make the playoffs. Um, I continue to make terrible decisions um, this entire season. Uh, Jason was victorious over Dan and you played Coleman. So any additional thoughts that you have? Uh, the only other thing that I, I would have said three weeks ago, I think it was when I played or maybe it was four weeks ago when I played Mike and I made a last minute um, over analysis, talked myself out of a good thing and, and lost by seven points because I dropped the quarterback I should have held on to and picked up Matt Ryan, who scored, I think, negative two that week or something like that. I thought at that point I was done for and I just out of the playoffs at that point, even though I knew I had three good opponents at the end of the season uh, or good matchups in terms of who I was playing. Uh, although, Math team got better over the course of the year. Um, so thankfully for the league, I think he started, stopped working and started setting his lineup and uh, paying a little bit more attention. And so, I mean, I know I'm lucky to get into the playoffs this year, um, but I like to think that I kind of squeak by almost every year anyway. So I don't think it's any different. You're not lucky, Mosier. You drafted a great team. I predicted you would make the playoffs and you have done it. And I'm happy you made it. Did you really credit Mosh? 
to make the playoffs? Yep, if you go back to that pod. I think on the first podcast. Oh, wow. You, you were all over. You were all about Money Matt. I know. I still think Money Matt should have been the playoffs, but it's fine. John, John I went back and looked at some of – I was going to go back and listen to some of the old pods, but I went back and looked at some of our old text messages in the group and found uh-huh. some, uh, some questionable ones. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was um, Pat Higgins, October 27th. Locking it in, Mike wins the league, and John makes the playoffs. Only two spots to remain. Wow. That clearly, clearly did not work out um, unless Mike somehow wins the end of the playoffs, which nobody, I think, is uh, thinking that's realistic. Uh, and, yeah, I think, uh, I think another one uh, from September, Coleman. Playoffs will be one Pat versus four Meg B. So I got Meg B at least. And two Dan versus three Craig. Um, <laughs> this was that was that was fun um it was really cool to see that pat's next um next text was don't count out mike and thomas so he at least got that early yeah. um, but then i guess he he talked himself out of it by late october um the worst the the biggest one that i was looking back at text messages like what is this person thinking was actually you john <laughs> um September 14th, just in case there's anyone left that doesn't know, kid number two is a boy on his way March 27th. What, what were you thinking? You having a kid, another kid? Like, that just seems like a terrible idea, John. So <laughs> that was the, the year recap. It doesn't seem like something you would do, John. COVID kid, man. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Come on, guys. Two kids Those are just fun. You'll have ones. a lot of fun when you race them and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of fun when Angela raises them and everything. I'm really worried about my me time because I'm trying to soak up as much of, as I can right now. But uh, I'm, I'm really worried because I, I kind of require at least like an hour to like zone out like a day. Think about Tom Hiddleston. Well, yeah, uh, him or, you know, a bunch of other people. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, I really, uh, I really don't know what to do sometimes. So I am a little worried. So that's all I'm gonna say, uh, guys. Let's uh, let's look at some matchups this week. Let's do it. All right. First of all, actually, I'm sorry. Before we go into the matchups, I have a question that I've been thinking in my head. Should we care more about the consolation bracket than what we do? Because I feel like we just put all this time and money and investment into the playoffs for the four teams. But the majority of the league is in the consolation bracket. Like, I feel like we should put a little bit more weight into it. Um, so are you saying put more weight into who comes in, like, fifth place? Or are you saying poor, put more weight into, like, who comes in last? I'm saying there's two weeks left. If you're – I know we have a side bet going on right now, but otherwise there's not, like, a lot of – I don't really have a lot of uh, interest in like setting my lineup, right? Because like I'm not gonna lose the league. I can't actually lose the league. So, what's yeah? Really, I mean, what's my like, incentive? We just did a side bet between me, you, Money Matt, and Dan for who gets fifth. Now, given the winner's gonna profit thirty dollars, it's not like it's anything crazy, but at least there's something there. Um, 
I kind of feel like we should care more about the the last place and we should do something way more cool. I mean, we have like a we have a fantasy we have a league podcast. I mean, like we're we're a unique league. We have a we have a very passionate commissioner. I feel like we should do more than just fifty dollars for the next year. I think it's really boring considering what we have. Like like Money Matt's league, they have Chief Suck Ass and you wear a Native American head garb thing and your chief suck ass and then you are you get every beer for everybody at the draft and it's like a whole thing and then my direct report at Humana he's doing the whole thing where where you have to stay in a waffle house for 24 hours and you get an hour back for each waffle that you eat and so he's going to go do that um here in the next few months and his goal is to eat 12 waffles so he'll be in a waffle house for 12 hours i mean like i feel like we could do something way cooler that's what i think we should care about is either the bottom four and obviously the, the top four and the people that are in the middle are just you know they can do their own little side bet thing or something i would like to have an end punishment that like matters and it's funny and people are willing to do it um yeah I'm with you. We should really think of something that could be, you know, I could do a pot every week until we figure it out on the off season, like what the punishment. I think that'd be, I think thinking that maybe next year's draft will actually be in person. I think that it needs to be an incentive. Well, I guess there's people out of town. I was going to say, I think there should be an incentive to have to attend the draft in person, but I wasn't thinking about like Matt and, and Mike and Jason. So maybe that's not a good idea, but I, Mike and Jason can make the draft. Yeah, if you turn it into like a weekend, cool yeah. fun thing, yeah. We could we could go to like, you know, Buffalo Trace. Get get Matt to come in too. You know, we could we can make it. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, what a fun suggestion. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. All right, uh, let's look at the matchups. Uh, the first matchup is myself against Dan. Guys, uh, have any have any thoughts? I, I do. I wrote down John's a garbage team. Dan wins. <laughs> I wrote down Dan's a garbage team. John wins. Guys, I think I have a lot of ways to win this one. And I've clearly won the Taylor and Montgomery trades. So those have gone in my favor. I, I think I win this one against Dan. Uh, I, I think it'll be competitive, but I think it's going to be around that I think it'll be like a, a, a 96 to 93 score. And I think I win. Cool. Yeah, Dan, I, or, or John, I was looking at it and I was kind of just looking at like your receivers are better than Dan's. Dan's running backs are overall, it's really just Aaron Jones and you really upgraded at running back. So I think you've got better running backs. Um, really, I just think Dan's got you at quarterback and maybe, whoa, whoa, whoa. maybe a tight end. Well, I got two at a quarterback. Yeah, and so Dan's quarterback might make up for the rest of this team and maybe Dan actually wins. I don't know. But I'm still picking you. Next matchup is you, Mosier, against Thomas. So if we – Big matchup. If we, yeah, if we'd uh, – uh, done that at the very beginning of this podcast, I'd say myself, 
but just watching the game score going on right now, uh, the, my two running backs aren't currently doing as well as I'd hoped they'd be. So I'm still going to pick myself just because I'd like to. Um, but unless somebody turns something around uh, in the second half, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble come Saturday, Sunday. I do like that uh, Thomas and Maya's game will be decided before bedtime Saturday, Sunday night. So that's that's fun. I hate those we Monday stay games. Up till one, we don't have to stay up till Monday at 11.30 to figure out who's, uh, who's going to the finals. Yeah, I got Moj here on an upset, but it's not I, – I wrote that down, but it's not looking as good as I want it to be right now. But who knows? I'll, I'll still go with Moj, even though I, I know I'm going to be wrong, but I'll go, I'll go with him. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going Mosier too. Uh, I, I'm looking at the matchups. I still like it. I, I mean, there's a whole second half to play. They could both – you know, get double digits, and it could be competitive. Um, you know, I think Josh Allen's kind of cooking right now, and that could uh, certainly certainly work in your favor. So I'm going to go with the upset. I also – guys, this is – this is Thomas's first time over the playoffs. Do you really think, you know, like, is he really going to get a win? Like, come on. Yeah, I don't think he's got any sort of like freak out decisions to make though. Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't pay like any attention to Thomas' team, but maybe he makes a bad decision because now he's in the playoffs and he's thinking a lot versus being like in the regular season mode. This yeah, with injury with injuries, I don't know that he he has a whole lot of options. I mean, unless Antonio Gibson gets cleared to play and he's thinking, does he play Jeff Wilson or Antonio Gibson? I don't see a whole lot of, like, I think he's just got what he's got at that point and he's got to just hope his team performs. So Thomas said this last week on the pod that he hasn't watched a single football game all year. So I don't know. Is he really going to win the league after not watching a single football game? That seems absurd. But so I mean, your number two pick after Thomas is probably Bryant. And how many games has Bryant watched? Get just throwing something out. I don't know. Maybe she's watched a lot. I don't. I can't imagine Bryant sitting around for three to six hours on a Sunday watching NFL. Especially not while you're quarantined with her, Craig. <laughs> no, we'd be going Friday Night Lights, Gilmore Girls, streaming hard. Making nachos be great. Well, speaking of Bryant, next matchup is Bryant against Mike. Can we just study Bryant and move on? Yeah, this is Bryant big. <clears throat> I just have to point this out. Mike is starting someone named Cole Commit. I don't know how to say his name. K M E T. Yeah. It's Cole Commit. He's from Notre Dame. <clears throat> cool. Um, is he. Is he good? Is he good enough to score fantasy points for him? Is he going to win him his league? I think he's like second or third rounder from Notre Dame. Um, he's good. Uh, they're, they're working him in more and, like, getting Jimmy Graham out. I don't think it's like he's not making a – I don't think he's being a total homer. 
and and I I don't think it's that bad of a play. It's tight so, end. It's would you like rather? It's, it's tight. Would you rather end. have uh, Hunter Henry or <laughs> Hunter Henry is a? I have Hunter Henry, and he is a fucking loser. I will tell you that. <laughs> well, he's already he doesn't got do anything. His projection is always great. You look at every ranking, and he's ranked fifth, and he doesn't do anything. Well, he's already got eleven he points. Targets. Hunter Henry is a loser. Do not fall for the Hunter Henry trap. I fell for him many times. No. Next matchup. Okay, I'm actually I'm very anti Hunter Henry. Wait, is Mariota playing right now? Did Derek Carr get benched? I don't know. I keep seeing Mariota's stats, but I don't know if he's actually playing or looks like he's playing. It's more than one uh, trick play. He's got five passes, so. Oh, it's so great. Uh, I hope Mariota plays next week. Why are they Uh, playing the Titans? No, they're playing the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Next matchup is Money Bat against you, Craig. I just wrote that uh, Henry will probably go off. But besides that, I, th- I do think I have the better team. So I think I'll win. Most your thoughts? Oh, um, this one felt relatively even. I think if Kyler Murray has a decent game, then I'd go for Craig. If Michael Thomas starts playing like he hasn't all season, then maybe Matt wins. Um, I don't really know. I don't have a good feeling either way on this one, honestly. Can you tell how excited I am about your game, Craig? <laughs> I'm going, Craig. Hey, man. The, the, uh, the battle between the seventh and eighth place team is usually <laughs> one that really gets people excited. Hey, John, we should talk about, like, some different kind of, like, uh, rewards or penalties for all different positions in fantasy. Instead of just, like, the last place being $50, you know, we should really do something different. Like, I don't know, 24 hours at Waffle House or something, maybe. A great <laughs> idea. So, is every position besides first have a punishment? And it's like, it could, like, if you're, if you finish in second, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, you have to like walk to your mailbox and your boxers or something like that. I think you got to do at least the bottom six because then there's something to play for if you're in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth area. I like this. I like this a lot. No, I'll figure this out. I got a whole off season to come up with podcasts to talk about punishment. So, uh, Craig, I'm going with you. I like Devontae Adams. Kyler looks good again. Sorry, Matt, my Matt. I, I really thought you were going to win the league. Um, Next matchup is Jason against Pat. I wrote down that I like Jason's matchups, and he's coming off a big week. And I think that there is a possibility that Pat is in the last place game. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Jason Jason picked up this guy, Cam Akers. He looks really good. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Craig, what do you think about Cam Akers? Was he, dra- oh was he draftable? It, it was pretty frustrating to wait to wait 
14 weeks for the Cam Akers coming out party. <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to win the league because of Cam Akers. Could've. You know, I was targeting him at the draft, and I'm so thankful that you, that you targeted him too. Thank you. Uh, last matchup is Matt Phillips against Coleman. Uh, I have Matt Phillips as long as he makes the adjustments to his lineup. He's got two players as of an hour and a half ago that were both projected for zero points, and he's got more players on his bench like Julio Jones that should be in the starting lineup. So as long as he makes those changes, I'm taking Matt over Coleman, setting up a Pat versus Coleman end of the end of the year game. Wow. I have these visions of Coleman just pulling through and sending out all these texts on Sunday or Monday night, just so relieved that he's not going to come in last. And um, I, I'm going to go Coleman here. And I think it's going to be a Pat versus Matt, bourbon elitist, toilet bowl final. Yeah, I'm with you. And this is this is a sneak like Coleman barely ekes this out, and even with Julio, Julio might not even play. I I just don't I don't see Matt winning. I think he's put up a good team the rest of the the past few weeks, um, but I don't know. I, I see Coleman eking this out. Yeah, so we have predictions, right? Like so, predictions for the championship. Predictions for who wins the consolation and predictions for who wins the Sacco. Yep. So I've got Bryant over Mosier for the championship. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bryant. I don't know who's going to, who she's going to face, but I think Bryant wins it. She either faces uh, Thomas or Mosier. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who's going to be yeah. in there. I, I'm going to take Bryant as the winner there. Moj, any thoughts on the championship? I will take Bryant begrudgingly if I win this week. Okay. Taking Bryant if you – if Thomas – If wins. I lose, I'm definitely taking Bryant. If I win, then I still think she's got the better team, but I'm going to root against her wholeheartedly. By the way, last four weeks of the regular season – uh, Bryant would have beaten Thomas every single week. So it's huge. 123, 136, 120, 135. It's hard to compete with. Uh, all right, and then for the consolation. I'm going to pick myself over Craig. That's a revenge game because I lost to Craig twice in the regular season, and he cost me my playoffs. So I'm going to get my revenge against you, Craig, in the consolation championship. Hmm. I uh, I think it's going to be me versus Dan in the Constellation. I actually really like my team right now. It's just like I've done so much damage throughout the entire year that it doesn't matter that I'm putting up points Craig, now. Um, Craig, what, what was your worst move out of the year? Sorry to interrupt things, John, but let's do worst move, best move for each of us out of the year. Oh, I mean, my best move is making that trade with John at the very end where I got Murray and Diggs for Sanders. Sanders. 
so not a starter set move, but like an actual transit transaction move. Transaction, yeah, not like uh, picking somebody to start over somebody else and they just shit the bed or something. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not that butthurt about dropping Josh Allen like you, <laughs> like you really want me to be because it's like he really blew, like he really stuck for like two or three weeks. Um. I just couldn't. I just never couldn't replace him during that time, which really, which really sucks. Because then he started getting good again. But I didn't write him out. Um, I don't know what my transactions are. I'm looking at my team right now. I I don't know. I I made a lot. Of I can things. answer mine. I already talked about my worst. My worst move was dropping Ryan Tannehill and picking up Matt Ryan that one week when he lost the game for me. And my best move James Robinson was best move. picking up James Robinson off of waivers after Dan stupidly dropped him. Yeah. I think my trade with Mike was probably my best move. Keenan Allen, Montgomery uh, for James Conner. I mean, that seems like a joke now. So that's probably my best move. Um, I will say that my worst almost move, I offered Dan James Conner for Joe Mixon. So that would have really went against me. So if I'd have done that, um, I would love to do a whole podcast on every trade offer I've ever sent this entire year because I've offered up some ridiculous trades. Like before Dak got hurt, I offered like Coleman, like Thielen, Diggs, and I don't know, a running back for uh, Zeke. And like that would have blown up my face. Like, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of things that could that could have happened that would have been really, really terrible. Uh, I don't. I don't I look know. Back that. at one that I, I look back at one hoping it would be a, a little better than what it was. Um, there was I offered Jason Robert Woods for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and he lambasted me for it. And I was really hoping that they ended up more even. They were. Hopkins is number nine and Woods is number 14. So they're not that far apart, but I still get it. But it'd be interesting to go back and look at not the absolutely ridiculous trade offers, but the ones that were being considered that maybe didn't happen would be fun to go back and see some of the negotiations. Yeah. I hate there's a way that you can't see it. Like you can't see your old offers. Like if you, like if you get the email notifications for them, then like the other person you send them for can see them, but I can't see them unless, you know, Dan has a, a ridiculous amount of trade offers that I just sent to him because it's funny. Like, and, you know, I think I might just up the ante every time with these trades just to uh, – You mean you don't, keep gonna... a little, you don't keep a little black book <clears throat> with all of the um, offers you make over the years? No, but I do, I do think about how I have 16 offers out there in the league and I'm like, okay, one of these is going to work – are going to work out. Right. And so it, it just doesn't. So it is what it is. I don't know. I think, I think right. the, the Sanders trades might probably my probably my worst move though. So do you want to go through the rest of the, uh, oh, yeah. and everything? Oh, so do you have a prediction for uh, the consolation motion? Which one's that? The consolation winner, uh, fifth place. Yeah. Um, I'd really like it to be you versus Money Matt. So Dan, Craig, and Pat are all in the bottom half of the league by the end of the league, just 
because I know you, the three of you all are typically heralded as good fantasy football people. I think it'd be funny. I wish Mike was down there too. I think it'd be even better. And even myself, I would, I would put on my team if we could have a top six that was usually upside down since it is 2020. Mike, Mike probably feels like he's down there. If you think <laughs> about it, he's going to lose out on, on first place money. Which is like, Twice. what, $200 or something? 200, yeah, $200. $200. And then he's going to probably lose to Bryant. So that puts him into the third place game, to which he would probably lose. So he's going to technically get $0 when five weeks ago he was thinking that he was going to get, what, 400 450 Yeah, he was – he was dead set on he was I mean he came in the pod and he was like overly confident. He was like, everyone else sucks, I'm going to win. Why do I even do this? And then it's like well, that blew up in your face. So Yeah. Sean, do you feel do you feel a little bit bad that that's all your fault? It's basically your trade that just start was the beginning of the end for Mike. Uh no, I, I don't feel bad at all. Um so I don't know if I, if I had to rank the people that I'm rooting for to win the the league in the playoffs, Mike's probably third. So I'm not really. I don't know. I'm rooting for Bryant one, Mosier two, Thomas. Uh, I think I'll go Mike three, Thomas one. I can't see. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't see Thomas winning. Like I'll. I can handle Mike winning and like showboating and being cockety and things like that i just i can't handle if thomas wins and he's never watched the game all year so i i don't think i could deal with thomas winning yeah um he would talk about it for till he died probably and it would it would be too much and i think that bryant winning is probably the best well no I mean, Mosier or Bryant winning here is probably the best. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We w- it would never end with Thomas. The draft next year would be miserable. All these things like that. I, I can't handle it. Um, guys, let's talk about the Sacco. What's our predictions for uh, who loses the league? I mean, for fun. You know, throwing Pat in the mix is, is fun, but I, I think it's just a Matt Phillips last place. And it's been like, it's been heading that way all year. Yeah. I got, I got Pat over Matt Phillips in the, uh, in the last, last place game. I do think it'd be funny if like you, you had to, you had to fill out a lineup. You had to start every position things like that. With people that start and play. I guess th- this is like very subjective, but if you did that for the last place, and then who loses that is actually the winner. I um I wasn't listening. What did <laughs> you actually say there? <clears throat> so I'm I'm thinking about like you know we change up these things, we make more punishments, things like that. But for the last place matchup, what if we change things up so that you have to start people that actually play, people that are projected over a particular number, right? But 
it's whoever loses the last place matchup actually wins. You're trying to be purposely bad. Yeah. Yeah. That Just only stupid. only in last week. Yeah, this sounds really stupid. Whatever. All right. You know what? I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I thought it, hey John, I, we should probably just come up with a better idea for like different uh, punishments or rewards for people who come in like sixth through last place, like going to Waffle House for twenty four hours and <laughs> having the waffles. I, the best idea I think I've heard is the idea of the open mic stand up for five minutes <laughs> for last place. Like I'm just imagining anybody in our league doing it and how much like some people would dread it some people i think would think that they're going to be good it would it would just be gold dan would have a really hard time with it dan would be one of the best people to go watch and and do it he could he could really actually do really well i know but he would dread it but he would dread the entire process. That's what I'm saying. Like he would be like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna do it. <clears throat> and then, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, that's a that's a good hypothetical of who would be who would be the worst in that scenario. It'd probably be me, honestly. Uh, I think it'd be Mike, actually. Oh man, I would love to watch Mike in that scenario. Like. It Mike would be up there for my top picks to to loot to, to be in that punishment. Actually, I think Coleman would would kill. Yeah, Coleman would kill too. He would because I think he would spend a lot of time, and he would intentionally try to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, but how many jokes will Coleman actually get in in five minutes? Though he needs more like a fifteen minute set to like <laughs> exactly. It'd be five minutes of preface. And then he'd rap. That's, that's, I think, yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, yeah, you guys got anything else before we uh, wrap up? I don't. This is a long pod, so I'm not going to say any more words. Thanks, John. Yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, best of luck the rest of the uh, playoffs and Constellation playoffs. And uh, hope to hear from you all. Uh, before the end of the season. Yep. See you, John. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much to Mosier and Craig for coming on the pod. Thanks so much to JC Penny for sponsoring this week. Uh, hope everyone has a great week one of the playoffs. Go Bryant. Till next time. Peace.